At Laylee, located here in Pella, would you believe that our elves are busy building robots that milk and feed cows? We enjoy giving the gift of robotic equipment to hardworking dairy producers year-round. Our robots allow more time for dairy producers to spend together. It's really the gift that keeps on giving. And by the way, isn't that what the holidays are all about? Laylee's holiday challenge for you, slow down, appreciate life's gifts, and focus on the real reason for the season. Happy holidays from our family at Laylee, farming innovators. Welcome to today's People's Bank, Let's Talk Indianola. I'm Andrew Swadner. On today's program, we talk with State Representative Brooke Bowden about the latest in the Iowa legislature. Andrew Schneider on KNIA Radio here with Representative Brooke Bowden as we hit a very important day in the Iowa legislature, the first major funnel and deadline for legislation in the 2024 session. Uh, Representative, I'll start with that note. Uh, Obviously, a lot of bills that were kind of rushing toward the first hurdle toward the finish line of this session. What were some of the key pieces of legislation this week that you thought were able to pass before the deadline? Oh, well, it, it, you know, so, so many things have passed. And of course, I only, I don't sit on every single committee. So, you know, I, I think one of the key pieces of legislation that we saw um, and that we've talked a lot about in education was trying to get that teacher pay um, increased. And uh, that did make it through the funnel. Um, a lot of discussions, making sure that we um, take care of our rural schools, how that looks, what that looks like for metro schools. There's still a lot of discussion to be made, but I'm, um, there's many, many bills that I'm glad that ha- are, are still on the table and something that we can continue to discuss. Well, and as you mentioned, the House Education Committee in particular busy uh, this week in one topic that has dominated the legislative discussion ever since the governor's proposal was on area education agencies. The House and Senate proposing two different versions. I know that you'll probably know more about the House language. Ultimately, what was passed under the funnel and what are some of the key changes that our listeners will be interested in, especially in the House version and how that maybe could even meet up with the Senate version as we head into some of these next funnels? Sure. Um, first of all, I, I want everybody to know that this has been something that even the first day that it hits, something that I spent a lot of time researching, talking to our superintendents. I um, I personally called in the chiefs of the AEA to sit down with us and really have us legislators have a conversation within the education committee. And and there, this is this is a big, um, long conversation that continues. So um, what has moved still has some work to do, but. Um, one of the key proponents of the House, um, I'm not even going to say that it's this whole solution, but the, what, our, what we've come up with is um, the AEA will continue to have special education within their purview in this bill. Um, it, it will completely, you know, originally it was going to start with the AEA, kind of back out and eventually allow for some public um partnerships and for schools to reach out beyond the AEA when it came to special education. The House bill um, leaves that special education in the AEA's hands, um, making sure that we um, keep that special education continuity there. Um, uh, what, what is another major difference? Um, we do me- move media resources and a few other items into the Department of Education. The Department of Education also then has some um, employees that will be hired to interact with inside the AEAs and um, be that intermediate between the DE and the AEAs, making sure that um, all of all the guidelines and, and the intention of um, our special education services and and maybe 
hope to find some of those pitfalls as to why we are um, failing on our national test scores. And so, um, you know, the AEA has pointed out, you know, well, we got to look at the classroom to figure that out. And, and these are the things that are so good that have come out of this conversation in the first place as we're starting to um, come to the table together, start to make um, forward uh, motion and making sure that we don't stay on that federal um, ticket where they're going to come in and, and oversee our uh, special education because we're failing. Here with Representative Brick Bowden as we discuss the ongoing legislative session hitting the first funnel as we're talking on Friday. Uh, one of the other key components as it relates to education that hasn't gotten to the table just yet in part because of some of these discussions with teacher pay and the AEAs is school funding overall with the state supplemental aid increase. I know some of the numbers have really started to come to the surface about the proposal. Where is the House's stance on, on the funding increase for schools and the ESAs? And what does that conversation look like wrapped around teacher pay, AEAs, and some of the other multitude of topics that the Education Committee is tackling? Sure. So the House uh, came out with a 3% uh, trigger there for the schools. And, and I honestly, I got to be very honest with you, this has been such a busy week. I mean, uh, I don't think I ate lunch twice, maybe. We could you just go right from meeting to meeting to meeting. So I don't, I can't even tell you right now what the Senate has proposed. Um, but we came out with 3%. We're hoping to, um, you know, get that out so that those schools can start setting those budgets and, and getting ahead on that. One of the other things that's been discussed majorly is a start date for uh, next year because it falls on a Friday. And so that's that's a continued conversation, uh, making sure that our schools are, are can get back to school, but we don't interrupt the state fair. So a lot of discussions happening still. Well, and I know one of the other bills that had uh, maybe drawn a little more controversy, and it's a topic I know that's discussed uh, was discussed in the last part of the session, continued in this year dealing with gender identity. And I know House file now named 2389 passed the House committee this week. Uh, a little more controversy, obviously a lot of protests happening at the House in regards to that. What what are your feelings on the bill? I believe you voted to pass it through committee. And, and for our listeners, what does this bill do? Well, you know, this bill's good. I think this bill still got a lot of work inner workings to do. I think that's a lot of things that we've talked about as a committee, really kind of diving in and looking at all the particulars, making sure that um, it, there's, a, there's a good intent here and that we aren't, you know, doing any harm to anybody uh, specifically. And, and, you know, I, yes, I did pass it out of committee. I'm not sure actually if it, if that's, Again, I, it's so hard to keep track of what's going on in the Senate. I don't think that they've passed any version of this. I think there's still a lot of conversations to happen as far as that goes as well. Uh, and then any other uh, – obviously, education has been such a big focus, especially with some of the bigger bills. Uh, has there been any chance for you to talk about or at least review some of the other bills that passed out of the funnel outside of the House Education Committee that were priorities for you going into the session? Well, you know, I will tell you a few things of my own. Um, I worked with the county attorney here in Warren County and um, their victims advocate to make sure that uh, we have a, a open door for anybody who's a victim to get a no contact order all 24 hours a day. Right now, you would have to wait till the next morning or till you can get it to a judge. And a lot of times that's when harm can happen. And so it is a great bill. Um, it's passed out of committee unanimously. And so... Um, I, you know, I, I'll look forward to seeing that hopefully come to the floor. And then we have um, the 
license plate um, bill, for lack of a better word. Um, It's for our volunteer firefighters and EMS that I helped draft with um, a constituent here, making sure that, you know, they've always wanted to be able to have um, their their badge number or maybe their grandparents' badge number on their license uh, plate and identify them um, for their hard work that they do in our communities. And sometimes we always talk about the negative, but I love to talk about the good bills and, and the wonderful things that are happening in our communities and supporting those people that support us. That's State Representative Brooke Bowden joining us here as we pass the funnel. Uh, Andrew Schneider filling in for Andrew Swadner. Appreciate your time, Representative, and uh, I'm sure Andrew will look forward to your next conversation coming up in a few weeks. Thank you so much. Thanks to State Representative Brooke Bowden for joining us on today's program. If you missed any of our Let's Talk programs, find them online daily at KNIAKRLS.com under podcasts and subscribe through Apple, Google, or Spotify to never miss an episode. That concludes today's People's Bank Let's Talk in Enola. People's Bank in Indianola, Pleasantville, Carlisle, Knoxville, and more. Service you expect from people you trust. Member FDIC.